Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 343, March 17th, 2020. Oh, Chase, St. Patrick's Day. It was 80 degrees on this day in 2012. And that's when golf courses opened on this day in 2012. And it was uh, eight below in 1941. Little did people realize what was awaiting them a few months later in December of 1941. <clears throat> and yes, I have ice out dates. Oh, good. <laughs> that uh, was emphatic, Kenny. <laughs> yesterday, uh, ice went out on Minnetonka in 2016, and that was the same for White Bear Lake on March 16th, 2016. Oh. And yesterday, March 16, was the earliest ever opener in the history of Gumption County, March 16th, 2012. And now... From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. All right, GLers, uh, we certainly faced a lot of uh, recriminating communications yesterday. I'll say. Uh, yes, I, I don't know that those were necessarily GLers. There are people who are conflating this uh, reaction to this uh, coronavirus with some uh, embracing of uh, far-left politics. It's unbelievable. And, and I don't understand the connection. Uh, one fellow uh, tweeted me personally yesterday. Uh, that he believes Governor Walls is purposely shutting down bars and restaurants because that's what a DFLer would oh, would do. And I oh. said, I, I don't see it that way at all. I, I think that's absolute nonsense. You know, one of the things we've learned together over the years is how to uh, is how to digest our news, right? Well, one of the big problems in the country right now is about half the country only digests their news from sites that appeal to them, and the other half of the country only digests their news from sites that appeal to them. I, as your mayor, I'm all over the map looking for news and how how I'm going to interpret it and understand it. And uh, I'm perfectly understanding of the fact that this coronavirus presents uh, a significant danger to this country, if not, well, to the whole world. Very much so, and uh, there's been a lot of people accusing this, uh, accusing us as part of the media, or accusing the media in general of uh, inflating this and blowing this all out of proportion, and now the media is happy because the media is getting what they wanted. The, the reason that the media is focusing on this is because this has been the top of our mind and the top of the news for the past, what, Joe, month, month mm-hmm. and a half? Mm-hmm. And we're basically doing our jobs. And I, I was involved in a group text with a number of friends of mine, both some that live here in the metro area and others that live outstate and a couple that live in different parts of the country. Half of that group does not think that this is a big deal, that the media is overblowing it. And, that, and I think it has to do with the fact that it hasn't personally affected them. Right. And this is an odd mix of people, but I just thought... Those that still think that this isn't a big deal are the ones that truly frighten me. They're the problem. 
Frankly, right. they're yes. the problem. They're on the beaches right now in Florida. They, they were out are, last night. They are the problem. And the governor made a special reference to them mm-hmm. last night in his press conference. He said, don't go out for one final fling. And that, that statement had nothing to do with politics. It's about our safety. Mm-hmm. The behavior of these young people in Florida is, is absurd. Uh, to me, it just speaks of the failed academy. It's only their feelings that count. Uh, they have no understanding of this illness. They've chosen not to be informed about it. You know, it, 90% of the people who have it don't know they have it. Right. So here these kids come home now and they infect grandma. Mm-hmm. Now, if you doubt me, do you all trust the statistical information that comes out of Mike Osterholm's office? Of course. All right. Right. Well, I'm in direct personal contact with a, a woman who works with and for Mike Osterholm. Oh, that's quite the end, suit. And this is the text I got from her yesterday. I urge, I seriously urge you not to go into the studio today or make Rookie stay home. Now, let's clarify that. Uh, only because Rookie, among the five of us, exposes himself to more people in one day than most of us would in a month. Oh, easy. Because yeah. uh, yeah. he's uh, he's very involved in airport employment. You know, he's joked that it's his friend at the airport. Uh, well, it's, we, he can keep referring to that. I don't know why we just don't say he works at the airport. And among all of us, he's the most social person. As exactly. a matter of fact, he's the most social person I've ever met, ever. So that's I, I wanted to clarify that before I continue. to. Uh, she wasn't re- referencing that Rookie should stay home for no other reason except... He would be the most exposed of all of you morons. Right. 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 Uh, I am just getting new health rates from Italy. 8% of the people are dying. I know this is hard to imagine, but Italy is our future. It's 10 days away. Wow. On March 1st, the total tally of U.S. cases was 89. On March 2nd, it jumped to 105. On March 3rd, 125, and so on. On March 14th, 2,826. Yesterday, 3,485. Wow. This is called exponential growth. And yeah. we're at over 5,000 as we crack the microphone at 11.45 a.m. today. And Kathy Werzer just tweeted in Minnesota as of five minutes ago, 60 confirmed cases. Every four to six days, the numbers double. It starts small, but by two months, you approach 1 million. It's just, it's just the nature of this illness. And the one thing that will, I think, save us in a... Pr- preventive measure that Italy did not do is the fact that we shut basically everything down. Where Italy, when they closed the schools, those people went out. They went out for yep. dinner. They they went to the, the restaurants. They went yeah. to plays. They didn't they still interacted as if they didn't take the threat seriously. The only logical way to look at this is to understand the wisdom of this so called social distancing. Let's just call it, let's put it in garage logic terms. Uh, minimize your relationships with other people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's the only logical way to look at this. There is no other way to stop it. And it, if not stop, there is no other way to slow it. We've invented three terms in a, in a blink of an eye. We've invented the term social distancing. No. We've invented the uh, term uh, community spread. Right. Which all, you all understand what that means. Mm-hmm. That means it's no longer uh, somebody that was on a cruise line who lives at 123 Main Street. 
It's now out there. You could get it going to the grocery store or whatever. You could get it going for a walk. Uh, no, I don't think so. In a crowded setting, well, yes, yeah, you but could. I, I'm walking with there's nobody. I got a big six foot pole. I keep people. Are you away. the guy with the big disc? I got that. Uh, I got that Garage Logic walking <laughs> plus, pole. Let's face it, Such, you're the kind of guy who, when we see you walking down the sidewalk at us, we switch sides of that's the street. Right, that's right. Let's, let's just. And the honest. other term we've invented is flatten the curve. Okay, well, all that means is slow this so that there's not a spike. In people rushing to the hospital. Right. Yep. And on that subject, the woman that I'm married to yes. spent, and this is a woman that works in a specialized portion of healthcare where mm-hmm. they only treat one patient for one specific ailment. Mm-hmm. And they had to clear their entire calendar of, of, uh, of, of visits that were set up yeah. months ago because yeah. they are waiting for the wave to hit them. Wow. And that's and that's not just the hospital she works at. They're all doing this. And if this proves to be, if it proves that we are laughably taking precautions, I'm going to be more than willing to be laughed at. Oh, absolutely. I'll be more than willing to be laughed at. But I think if we hadn't, if we're, if we hadn't taken these steps, we would become Italy. Now, in terms of yesterday, <laughs> uh, that was my fault. Because uh, we announced on Friday. Yeah, we, are we going to offer up the apology here? Uh, yeah. Okay. Not, there's no way you can accept blame because we've been talking behind your back, and oh. Re- Reavers <laughs> and I agree that we need to keep we need to keep our guy healthy. Yeah. And, no, but I'm going to explain and, yesterday. And so we're nervous about the situation we're in right now yeah. with keeping you healthy. Last Friday. Uh, After the show. That was Friday the 13th. Yes, it right? was. Yep. We decided we're going to do it from my garage today, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I can't remember why we changed our minds. Um, because bl- things got r- yeah. very real over the weekend. No, no. I can't remember why we... Oh, that's right. We uh, we canceled doing it from the garage to give ourselves a day of, of thinking about what we're going to do. And it turns out that because we had announced to our superiors on Friday that we weren't going to be using the GL Studios, they immediately booked the GL Studios for other people to use. So we could not have come in yesterday and done the show even if we had wanted to. Correct. Now we've got that squared out. I'm I'm 12 feet from uh, Reavers. Kenny's behind glass in another room. Rookie and Height, we're figuring out. We want we want the whole gang. We want the band together. Absolutely. But we're 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 working on how that's going to be accomplished. And things are going to be changed as soon as tomorrow. Again, we're we're working on new, right? Yeah. yeah. You're looking yeah. at me funny. No, no, no. Not, yeah. I was waiting to hear what you were going to say. Yeah. But I, this is going to be cool because the mayor is going to be in the mayor's office. Literally. About the boathouse. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and I let can... me say, it's about bleeping time. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a whole hell of a lot funner when you're when I'm not around. Not here. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's I, almost I, substitute it's, teacher day. Yeah, totally. I understand. <laughs> totally. Is he here? No. no Good. All right. God. I can wear my hat. Damn. <laughs> Here's a, 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 a cheerful headline from the New York Post. Oh. Coronavirus could kill 10 times more Americans than cancer in 2020. Wow. That's a cheerful note, isn't it? Wow. Oh, wow. Mall of America shut down here in the last few minutes. I they thought announced. it was 5 o'clock today. They're, they're closing at 5 o'clock yeah. and will remain closed until the end of the month. I don't see any other way to approach this, uh, and I, I will, uh, I'm going to be making some efforts 
Uh, we can't have guests in person. No. They're forbidden from the Hubbard Broadcasting Building, which mm-hmm. is understandable. But I want to find an economist in the next this week to uh, help us understand what this means. Uh, small businesses are in big trouble. We're going to be talking to uh, the proprietor of 30 Bales Our today. buddy Todd, yes. Yeah, Because uh, the restaurant industry is really going to be taking this hard. But I just don't see any other admonition that makes sense except stay to yourselves. Yeah. And I, and I here we are in complete defiance. And right? I have such a, a a deep and heavy heart today because I've spent on and off more than half of my life working in the service industry part time. And they are some of the coolest people you'll ever meet in your life and some of the hardest working people. Kenny, you married a woman that worked in the service industry. Oh, it's just, yeah, big time it's, show off it, bartender. It's it's absolutely heartbreaking because they don't get vacation time. They don't get sick pay. They that's just the nature of the beast. I've Could got, she flip the glass around and that kind of stuff? I've got no, but she if she, anybody tipped her a nickel, yeah. as soon as they turned on their heel, <laughs> she would throw it back at them and it would hit the back of their head. That's how good she was. Uh, I have good news for those service workers, and I don't know if this is appealing or not, but Amazon has announced that they need oh, to yes. hire one hundred thousand right. workers. Right. That's a hell of an idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, many emailers. I read a piece last week that was dated from May of 2018 in the Washington Post about closing the pandemic response office. Mm-hmm. And many emailers uh, who are very angry with me that I did that want me to understand that the White House did not dissolve the pandemic response office. Uh, uh, this is from Craig, just as I presumed, and as you would have presumed just a few years ago, the federal government suffers more than anything from bloating and duplication. The NSC's pandemic response office was streamlined, not eliminated. That's a good thing, and you would have agreed with that outcome if anyone but Donald Trump was in office. Well, again, Craig, you're, you're conflating the current situation with my political ideology, but which has nothing to do with this illness. However, it simply wouldn't have happened with anyone else, Republican or Democrat. That's a good thing, and you would have agreed with that outcome if anyone but Donald Trump was in office. Okay. Uh, Your it's thoughts. A, it's a, well, it's a current story from Reuters. Uh, president Trump gets his share of criticism, some warranted, much not. But recently, the president's critics have chosen curious ground to question his response to the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, it has been alleged by multiple officials of the Obama administration, including the Washington Post, that the president and his then national security advisor, John Bolton, dissolved the office at the White House in charge of pandemic preparedness because I led the very uh, directorate assigned that mission. This is by uh, Joshua Roberts. Uh, The counter-proliferation and biodefense office for a year and then handed it off to another official who still holds the post. I know the charge is specious. Now, I'm not naive. This is Washington. It's an election year. Officials out of power, want back into power, but the middle of a worldwide health emergency is not the time to be making tendacious accusations. When I enjoy, when I joined the National Security Council staff in 2018, I inherited a strong and skilled staff in the Counter-Proliferation and Biodefense Directorate. This team of national experts together drafted the National Biodefense Strategy of 2018 and an accompanying uh, National Security Presidential Memorandum to implement it an executive order to modernize influenza vaccines and coordinate the U.S. response to the Ebola epidemic in Congo. 
It's true that the Trump administration has seen fit to shrunk the NSC staff, National Security Council, but the bloat that occurred under the previous administration clearly needed a correction. I won't read you the whole thing, but it goes on to point out that uh, uh, Trump did not necessarily disband this office. Uh, the reduction of force in the NSC has continued since I departed the White House, but it has left the biodefense staff unaffected. Perhaps a recognition of the importance of that mission to the president, who, after all, in 2018, issued a presidential memorandum to finally create real accountability in the federal government's expansive biodefense system. The NSC is really the only place in government where there is a staff that ensures the commander-in-chief gets all the options he needs to make a decision and then make sure that decision is actually implemented. I worry that further reductions at the NSC could impair its capabilities, but the current staffing level is fully up to the job. You might ask, why does this matter? Won't it just be a historical footnote? It matters when people play politics in the middle of a crisis. We are all less safe. All right. You got that now? Are we okay? That huh? Was, uh, that, that stunk of a, an official retraction. Mm-hmm. But many people wanted me to be aware of that, and I, I thank you. I'm, I, I'm, now, I'm now aware of that. Okay. Good. I'm now, I'm now uh, fully aware of that. Got it. Say, uh, I was thinking about uh, Volkswagens because I was reading about the new uh, Jetta today on uh, various websites. Uh, if you don't want to go to Schmel's Countryside in person, then you make your own decision about that. They've got great websites, Schmel's Countryside, Volkswagen, oh, yeah. Alfa point. Romeo, Fiat in Maplewood at the, uh, uh, right at the intersection of Highway 36 and 61, the southeast quadrant. A lot of people think their local dealer name is still run by the same family that used to run it 30 years ago, 20 years ago. The truth now than ever is that more regional and national conglomerates own these dealerships. The only way Schmel's Countryside can compete with these huge companies is by providing excellent customer service and maintaining the relationships that they've had for the last 50-plus years. They know this. That's why they continue to provide an exceptional personal experience. Check out the Volkswagen family of SUVs, including the Tiguan and Atlas. Very roomy, two or three rows, all the latest technology and stuff. Stuff, yeah. (laughs) The 2020 Volkswagen Tiguan is on the ground and ready for delivery. I got a buddy who arrived at my house Sunday uh, we social distance. I didn't let him get out of the car, <laughs> but uh, in a brand new, uh, a brand new uh, Volkswagen uh, that he had ordered, and it was made for him, and he got it at Countryside. Nice. You know what they are? They're Audis in disguise. Oh, how so? They're, well, the same company, and it's just a, it's just an Audi A6 in disguise. And that's just, a good. Just thing. chew on that yeah, for a while. Okay. It's a hell of a car. Uh, Schmelz Countryside at the corner of 61 and 36 in Maplewood. Uh, details at SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com. More about Alphas and Fiat's this week. And SchmelzFiat.com. Hey, everybody. John Height here for my favorite place to eat in my neck of the woods, Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta. They're located at 3603 Round Lake Boulevard, just about a mile north of Highway 10 on Round Lake. And yes, events going on mean you cannot get inside and sit in the dining area and eat, but you'll still be able to get yourself some of that great Mancetti's food. They are open for curbside pickup and delivery. They're offering delivery all day long. 
Just arrange a delivery spot, and they'll take care of the rest. You can get all the details on how to go about that uh, on their Facebook page, Mancetti's Facebook page, that is, of course. Uh, don't forget about their home bakes. Those are tasty Mancetti's pizzas made in the restaurant, ready for you to just take them home, throw them in the oven. If you're going to be stuck in the house, why not eat the best food you can? Mancetti's wants you to know they are committed to helping curb the spread of the coronavirus, and they want to keep their loyal customers well and well-fed. Mancetti's, 3603 Round Lake Boulevard, right where Andover and Anoka meet. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. You know, it is St. Patrick's Day. Celebration is greatly curtailed. But our friend, the pianist Stephen Anderson, Stephen C., sent a beautiful rendition of Danny Boy. I was one of those kids who said, hell no, I'm not taking piano lessons. Man, is he good. Isn't he good, Stephen C.? Wow. Just got a text from uh, some uh, a mother whose children are at home, uh, homeschooling. I said, what are they doing? She said, recess. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a tweet from a woman yesterday. Recess. said the same thing. I'm day two or whatever it was into, uh, into school from home. Teachers should be paid a billion dollars a year. <laughs> Say, GLers, I, I, I'm not preaching to you. Uh, GLers are last droppers. They're conservationists by instinct and nature. I hope GLers aren't the ones who are uh, raiding the stores. Oh, my God. It's unnecessary. I went to four locations yesterday. Four in my neck of the woods. Not one roll of toilet paper available. I don't. 
Who are these people? I'm the kind of guy that can live off a jug of peanut butter and a thing of honey for about a month. <laughs> right. So a I'm, block I'm, of Velveeta. I'm good to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, everything's fine here. I, I don't want to say we're doomed, but when I read something like this, I, I realize we're doomed. A police department in Oregon is urging people that that if they've run out of toilet paper, they should not call 911. Oh, man. We're doomed. No. The Newport Police Department posted the surprising message on its Facebook page as shoppers across the country have flocked to supermarkets to stock up on supplies. Uh, it's hard to believe that we even have to point this out. Do not call 911 just because you ran out of toilet paper. You will survive without our assistance, the department wrote. Department then offered numerous alternatives. The, the cops have to offer alternatives to toilet paper. Uh, like what? Uh, if people couldn't find their favorite soft, ultra plush, two ply citrus scented tissue, uh, there are alternatives to toilet paper that a police department took it upon itself to point okay, out. Okay, like what, mud pie? Grocery what? receipts, <laughs> newspaper. <laughs> Cloth rags. Oh, not cloth. <laughs> Lace, cotton balls, and that empty toilet cotton paper roll. Balls. Wait a minute, wait, wait a, a minute. That'd be a little harsh. Joe, what? the sales of the Pioneer Press could go up this here. This could help. This could help. Plus, there are a variety of leaves you can safely use. Oh, no. Mother Earth News Magazine will tell you how to make your own wipes using 15 different leaves. When all else fails, you have magazine pages. Yeah, use Mother Earth itself. Start saving those catalogs you get in the mail that you usually toss into the recycling bin. Be resourceful. Be patient. There is a TP shortage. This too shall pass. Don't call 911. We ain't bringing you any toilet paper. You're way overthinking this. Huh. You can't run out if you don't go at home. I'm going to Fratelloni's. <laughs> <laughs> I need some, uh, yeah, I just need a bag of screws and a couple of nuts and bolts. And can I hit the head here all, yeah. as long as I'm here? I, I did that once. It cost me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you guys. <laughs> back, to the, uh, back to the grocery store shortages. Why don't you just take what you need and, and so the next guy has yeah. some stuff? Can we, can we? It's the selfish nature. This is going to define us. This is going to define us. And we're already seeing cracks in the definition. Yeah. The spoiled, entitled young people on the beaches of Florida. That's unbelievable. Uh, you know, where are their parents? Why, why wouldn't the parents have admonished them to say, uh, uh, Virginia, you're, you're not going to Florida? Because either their parents are either unaware or just as dumb as they are. Right. Uh, and then you got people calling 911. The Minnesota Grocers Association is asking customers to be calm, mindful, respectful, flexible, and patient as they head to the grocery stores. In a statement about industry conditions as it relates to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Minnesota Grocers Association said its members are open for business but are adapting to heightened consumer demand, stretched supply chains, and fluid workforce conditions. In the statement, the association asked customers to remain calm and mindful as they shop in stores. Prioritize your most prioritize your most immediate needs. Overbuying becomes a concern as a customer who buys more than they need prevents another customer from providing for their family. Yep. Governor Walls asked Minnesotans to stop overbuying during a news conference Sunday, saying maybe you don't need to buy three thirty-six jumbo rolls of Charmin. No, you don't. 
You don't. And the president just did the same thing during a press conference uh, about an hour ago. He, in the last 48 hours, he's really ramped up his responses. You know what else? He, he He's turned into a presidential president. In the last 48 hours. Yeah. People that I, unfortunately, as you all know, I live in a house divided, and I have to hear this stuff every day. Uh, even even the women in my house divided said that was the best press conference that Trump ever gave yesterday afternoon. I agree. He, he gave a pretty good one yeah. this morning, too. Yep. Yeah. 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 Well, he's somebody got to him and made him realize this is this, this is the real deal. Right, you can't talk this it's time away. to step. Oh, up. and by the way, uh, I heard over the weekend he did in fact take the test, and he is not a carrier. Right. Yeah. Uh, the Grocers Association asked customers to be kind to grocery store staff, urging customers to be respectful and take a moment to thank them for their amazing work and commitment to getting food to Minnesota families. Finally, the association told customers to expect some changes as the stores adapt to changing conditions. Grocers may look different in the coming days, the statement said. Operation hours might change. Services might fluctuate. and We may ask you for help. Along with the statement, the Grocers Association asked shoppers to consider honoring a special first hour of service reserved for the elderly. Uh, the elderly immunocompromised. Healthcare staff and first responders. Isn't um, did I read a piece where Byerly's is basically doing that? Too? I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Where they're only letting people of a certain From age, like six to eight. Which congrat, that's fantastic. Way to go, Byerly's. This will allow them the ability to provide for their family's health and well-being. The statement said Minnesota-based Lunds and Byerly's oh. asked its customers to respect its special opening hour of 7 to 8 a.m. every day that it has reserved for shoppers who are at a higher risk of severe illness. That's fantastic. I got a kid. One of the kids I used to have is in the nursing industry. Your wife's in the nursing industry. Mm-hmm. I think that kid then could take advantage of that and go between 7 and 8. She's at a higher risk than any of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. As could John Height. As could John Height. And you. Yeah. Yeah, you're all right. I'm not worried about right. myself, yeah. you know. Yeah. I I I'm ready to meet him. Call <laughs> call me home. <laughs> call me home. It's a giant assumption on your part. <laughs> uh, you know who else is well stocked, Such? I've been in a number of convenience stores uh, and they all have toilet paper. Yeah. I I I don't I've never purchased toilet paper in my life. I never <laughs> I never intend to. I'm not worried about it. Uh it's a non-factor. It's just a non-factor. Remember we had the Last week, we stumbled upon the, uh, a psychological explanation for why people are hoarding toilet paper. It gives them a sense of control, yeah. that they're, they're on top of things. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's not an illness that has anything to do with your needing toilet paper, but you go ahead if you want to. Well, since this building is basically vacant, I plan on stocking up before I head home. I think that, I think that that's not, uh, I think you should not do that. <laughs> or announce kidding. it on the podcast. I like the, I like the theory that you can't run out if you go somewhere else. Yeah, I'm just going to go quick trip wherever's but, on my way home. Uh, fellas, this table I'm working at out of the green room here, mm-hmm. I had to go acquire this from another part of the building, right. the storage part of the building. Yeah. Uh, the building well stocked with toilet paper. Oh, really? Oh, my word. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> wow. You know, you were mentioning earlier about how the, there's a certain age that's really not taking this seriously, the crowd that's down in Florida on spring break. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I, I can't do it for two reasons. Number one, I don't want to break your heart. But number two, there's profanity involved. It was a young woman Sunday at a St. Patrick's Day themed gathering. And a reporter asked this young lady if oh, no. if she was worried about coronavirus, and she said, "No, because like 
I'm good. I'm young, and I take vitamins and stuff. And I, thought, oh. I, I have to hear that. No, I, I can't. Where, where did the see. profanity come in? Well, she said it as she was giving this to the to the reporter. I'll see if I can find it and see if I can nah, clean you it don't up. Have to. I believe it. But I saw I it. I thought it. we are doomed. Mm-hmm. We're absolutely doomed. But we're not. Vitamins and stuff. We're not. We're not doomed. But we're faced with a test that is going to be particularly difficult for the typical 20-year-old yeah. who's never faced anything in their life. Hell, uh, if you're 20, you don't remember 9-11, right. uh, which is the biggest test of my lifetime. Yeah. My son is 20. Yep. He doesn't remember 9-11. Oh, he was one. Yeah, he's one. Yep. And... Uh, I have uh, no doubt that I, I think we let me start over. I think we live in a, a good place to help combat this. I think for the most part, Minnesotans are uh, uh, are very pragmatic and that they they'll they'll come to understand the the logic behind this keeping away from others. Don't tell me you found it. You asked for it. All right. All right. Here we go. And I, I, ed, I queued up past the uh, the profanity. All right. Here's eight seconds that you are never getting back. <laughs> I have a compromised immune system, but I'm still only 21. But I'm not even worried because I just take supplements and, like, I self-medicate. So it's fine. She's, wait, she self-medicates? That's My shrink said that was my problem for my 20s and 30s and most of my 40s. <laughs> You're mad at me. You asked for it. <laughs> Self-medicating is not good, ma'am. <laughs> Depending on who you ask. I just... Do you want to hear it again? No. <laughs> How would she know if she has a compromised immunization system? Well, you can't tell by that intelligence level. She knows. Spend an hour in the license bureau. You'll improve your immune system. I take supplements and I, I take supplements and like vitamins and stuff. And she self-medicates. Yeah. What? Tap a vein. Yep. Jeez. When in doubt, air it out. I never got that whole spring break deal. Oh, well, that's oh, your problem. Well, <laughs> let me uh, let me explain it to you, banana suit. The year was 2002, <laughs> and uh, the old man Cato State Boys, we took on uh, Acapulco. Boy, was that a fun time. Yeah. Well, in, in, in my... Uh, Back in, in my day... I've told you this story when when we when the band fell apart and a couple of us went to Atlanta, and then from there we went to the Atlanta International Pop Festival, and from there we went to Miami, and did the beach thing. Didn't you hitchhike the whole way? And then hitchhiked yeah. home from Miami, and the guy who picked us up uh, brought a gun out of the center console and put it on his lap and turned to my buddy and said, "You drive for a while." And then he slept in the front seat with his hand on his gun. Jeez, that was fun. That was good. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'd never heard that story. I, my eyes were pressed against the rear window, saying, Help! Help us! Wow. Wow. You hitchhiked from Miami to St. Paul? Did it in 26 hours. No kidding. Mm-hmm. You've never heard this story, Kenny? Never. Oh, yeah. One, one guy who picked us up, I'll never forget this. Two of you. There were two of us. Jimmy O and me. And one guy who picked us up somewhere in Indiana. I think we were in Indiana was an itinerant newspaper printer. 
and he'd load up his car. He had one of those uh, rods in the back seat of the car to hang up all his clothes on. And he'd head south in the winter and set type somewhere nice and warm, and then when it turned summer, he'd head back north and set type somewhere else. Wow. Doesn't sound bad at all. And now those people don't even exist anymore. Wow. Isn't that something? It is something. Yeah. He didn't have a gun either. No. I was very appreciative of the fact that he didn't have a gun. Yeah. Did you meet any uh, ladies along the way? Try to uh, think. Think hard, banana suit. Yeah. Well, if I did, I wouldn't. Wouldn't. A, wouldn't tell you. I wouldn't, a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. I wouldn't tell you about it. <laughs> you know, I just learned something from EcoFun Motorsports oh, in, yeah. in downtown Forest Lake. Shop online. EcoFunMotorsports.com. They'll, del- they'll prep it and deliver it to you in the metropolitan area. Yeah, for free. That's usually they charge for, for that, but they're doing it uh, for free right now. And right now, and you know this is going to this is we're going to get through this. You know you're going to want to have a summer of bike riding and scootering. There's a preseason Bintelli bike sale now through April 4th. All bikes are at the lowest price of the season. There's one year no interest financing on all electric assist bikes with approved credit. Uh, and if you do want to venture out on Saturdays, unless unless they decide to think otherwise, they're having that uh, Bintelli bike demo day every Saturday in March. The selection right now is great. They're going to set the bike up for you. They're going to deliver it to you, and they're going to do that for free. And plus, that's an example of their uh, service that Tim has at EcoFun. You uh, have something go wrong with your uh, scooter or bike, uh, they send a truck through town every day. They pick up your equipment, take it back to Forest Lake, service it, and return it to you. Uh, in any event, right now, uh, you can go online, ecofundmotorsports.com, pick what you like the best. You're going to get the best price of the year, and they'll uh, assemble it and deliver it. And I'll bet you, I'll bet you, when they get to your house, mm-hmm. they'll have you get on it to make sure all the adjustments are Absolutely. correct. You know, Take her for a spin. Take it for a spin. Make sure the seat height is where you want it and... Uh, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. It's just absolutely fantastic. Go to they're in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. Go to EcoFunMotorsports.com. Moving right along, here are three gifted singers who have all kissed the Blarney Stone. Ladies and gentlemen, the Leprechaun Brothers. Yay! What is this? Well, this was a special request of Danny Boy by our next guest. Oh. Hello? That's the Leprechaun Brothers. <laughs> Where are you hiding out? Are you hiding out? I'm in a Corona cave, man. I'm in a Corona cave. I am, uh, I'm hunkering down. What and, was... Uh, can you talk to your friend? Have you talked to your friend at the airport? Uh, and do we know what the conditions were today? Uh, we do. It was, uh, there were people there, but it is uh, like a graveyard. Really? People are, are canceling. You know, it's not, you're not seeing the scenes of Chicago and, you know, where they're all trying to get out and it's packed. It is, there was, no, there was not one line at the airport today. And I've checked loads for tomorrow and loads are, are pretty much dwindling. So it's, it's a really weird, I mean, the planes are still going, but they're just a quarter full. This is Southwest. This is JetBlue. I mean, this is 
uh, Sun Country. It's uh, I don't know about Delta because I wasn't over at Terminal One. So but. you haven't noticed a big influx of spring breakers going and coming back and forth then? It is night and day from last year. Obviously, that's a stupid thing to say, but um, there are so many. I think the Fort Myers flight had uh, less than 100 people on, and that is unheard of going to Fort Myers at this time. I've oh, never been on up. a Fort Myers flight that wasn't standing room only. That they're always SRO. That's it's just the main, especially here in Minnesota. So many Minnesotans go down there, and they are, uh, you know, they're not empty. But tomorrow, I look check loads for tomorrow, and it's still dwindling. There were some flights that are going to fly with twelve people on them. Well, and the irony is, you can you can fly to Phoenix round trip, I think, for about seventy seven bucks or something. And but the problem is, then you're flying to Phoenix. <laughs> right, right. You're on you're on an airplane, and your uncertainty about coming back. I and mean, uh, Sun Country has just continued water, beverage, and all catering service. Really? So there's no there's no interaction temporarily. I don't know when it's going to start, but it's like today I said, oh, you're not making coffee. Oh, we're not we're not allowed to have coffee or any snacks. Well, so if you if you get on a plane and you listen to the podcast, get yourself something before you get on. So are there there are flight attendants on board, right? There's still the full complement of crew between uh, pilot, first officer, and stewardesses, uh, flight attendants, excuse me. And, Watch uh, yourself. Yeah, I know, I know. I could get in big trouble because a lot of them listen. Uh, but it's a, it's, the sad part is, you know, I'm a, I'm a part-timer there. I, I love the flight benefits. Those are great. It, what's not, what well, hasn't been my major source of income, but uh, here's the deal. There are full timers there that are, you know, have families, and they're worried about: Are we going to be furloughed? Because at some point, these airlines are going to say, uh, "It doesn't make sense to have a full crew here, uh, or we're going to cancel, you know, however many flights." That's what but they're doing also, for overseas flights. Yeah. Well, yeah, all international are canceled, and then a few. See, the problem is if you're going to. Uh, Cabo or something like that. That's a it's a warm destination. I'm I'm not getting in any risks, but I was told the risks are uh, less in those tropical. Uh, but I don't know. I, I can't I say because I, I don't buy that. The, no, I don't buy that. Ruck, you're at risk by the mere fact that you're you're alive in Minnesota. You're at risk. Yeah. Right. Right. And there, you know, at the airport, it's you can't go ten feet without uh, sanitizing your hands. I mean, people are wearing masks and things like that, but it's pretty, you can't socially distance yourself in a line to get into the airport, but people are really, people are spreading out. It's, uh, I've never seen anything like it. I was walking around there today before I left and there was, there was just nobody there. So I left two hours early, so there was nothing going on. Yeah, that's smart. When you get done, just walk around the airport for a while because you haven't been there long enough. I hope if you left early, you had somebody else punch out for you, right, a couple hours later. Exactly. That's how that works. In fact, I should be getting off of work right now at about 10 minutes. Attaboy. But it's, you know, uh, this trickle effect is really, I think, did you guys talk to Billy? No. We're in communication, but we're trying to find a time to have him on. Yeah. Got it. I'm at a disadvantage, but... um, it's just it's things like that, you know. Stephanie Shimp from the Blue Plate, and you know Manzetti's, and all those guys. Thirty bales. It's uh, they're all really nervous. And I know the Prez came out today and said he wants to give send out some money, and and that's a good positive. I just so how do you feel about that? I, I'm guessing you dine out frequently. Are you willing to just pick your 
food up at the at the curb or at the door? Talking yeah. to me or Rook? Uh, I'm not talking to you. You can turn your mic off. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm talking to Rook. You dine out frequently. Well, we have. We haven't gone out since. Uh, I She's making the mulligan stew tonight, and, uh, you know, I like to cook, so uh, we are, we're making out great. Matthew's home from Boston, which is a cesspool as well. I mean, everywhere is, but uh, I just said, just come home. Be home for a while and don't uh, just lay low. But as far as chowing, you can order the drive-thru. My, my deal would be buy a gift card if you want to support those guys. Then they have the money in the bank, and you get to go use your gift card when things mellow out. And they got their money up front, you know. Because that's the other thing is they're losing their, they're losing their tips when you, you know, do the pull-up uh, and the dine and dash. And it's <clears throat> the, the restaurateurs that I've talked to are very nervous because, you know, it's just the trail effect. The meat guy, the potato guy, the guy that, that cleans the chef's clothes, it's all, it's all up in the air. But I hope, and this, this is serious, that these, the young kids are going to heed the advice of, uh, what the docs are saying and what the experts are saying, because the millennials tend to think they're uh, not, you know, they think they're just, they're a stronghold and they can overcome anything. And Rook, this, the, Rook, the beaches in Florida are still packed with these young people. I, I would not uh, go to a beach. No. Uh, I saw the, uh, was the camp, the Clearwater? Yeah. Yeah, they were just, they were tripping well, over each other. What's your youngest daughter? What's her attitude right now? She's a millennial. What's she saying? Uh, she's taking an online class upstairs, but she is, uh, she's a germaphobe number one. So she doesn't, she's really, uh, she's okay with this because she says, I do all this stuff half the time anyway. Okay, good. And, uh, take you know, supplements McLaren, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like having grapes. Uh, does, um, it's an alert bee. Uh, now McLaren, McLaren has had a sea change. The gals had a trip to Nashville planned. This was, this was pre tornado and everything. And McLaren still, we had to fight with her on, no, you, this is not a good idea, number one, because Nashville just hit that by a tornado. And now, you know, in the last couple of days, she says, I reluctantly, yeah, I know, I know we can't do it. It's why We said, why do you want to risk that? Why do you want to risk? Just do what they're telling you. The smoke is going to clear eventually, and then we'll be fine. But it's, it's a serious situation, and, uh, you know, People are freaking out because their their normalcy has been changed. Um, I mean, I feel like Dustin Hoffman uh, in the graduate up against the glass with you guys. <laughs> the CP the CP just canceled an all female trip uh, to Charleston, South Carolina. I Ooh. I tried to tell her I I, I think it'll be okay. Yeah, I, you got to go to that. I think you I think you probably be all right. Tell us the story you told us about her uh, earlier Rook. off the air, Joe. Oh, Rook. Yep. Y- yesterday. The CP storming around the house, and she's on fire, and she said, nobody leaves this house. Nobody. Not for any reason whatsoever. And yep. Everybody goes, okay. And today she gets up, and she goes, you know what? I think I'm going to run to the paint store. I'm going to paint the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> i got to have something to do. I'm going to paint the bathroom. She had a good run there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, she lasted 24 hours. And what color is she going to paint it, and what color is she wearing? Well, if she paints it in black, she'll be dressed all in white, and if she paints it white, she'll be dressed all in black just to show off. <laughs> a girl. I, uh, speaking of that, you boys, I had uh, multiple phone conversations with our Monday Night Sports Talk co-host, and he started the first call off by saying, we're locked in our houses, right? I said, uh, 
basically for the most part he goes uh, this this ain't gonna work. Uh, I need somewhere to go. <laughs> and then he said, "I might just drive around for a while." <laughs> this isn't gonna work. No. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that's crazy. All right. Well, stay. Uh, we'll be in touch. You know what? I uh, I have no problem with checking in tomorrow, and I'll give you a full wait, report at the airport. Yeah. Well, wait, before we cut you loose, what about the schools in St. Paul? Isn't one of your kids a teacher? They're closed, uh, Kenny. So, yeah, well, what's, she, what's she saying? What's the inside scoop there? Well, here's what's going to happen, and I've talked to her. This isn't just uh, Mamie. This is a couple of other uh, um, teachers that I've talked to. So their plan is they have these iPads. So they want the families to come down and get the iPads, and then the kids are going to do like a uh, online or uh, programs on the iPad. Well, it's great in theory that they thought about that. However, yeah. you know, uh, it's a pretty big poverty-stricken area that she works in. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of them don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, Comcast said they're going to boost it up, but... You know, there's not a lot of, hey, let's sit down with Jimmy and, and on the couch and let's go through this, you know, process. That no, Jimmy, Jimmy's going to rush to the corner and sell the iPad. Yeah, I was thinking pawn <laughs> yeah. shop. Uh, if you know any of those kids, tell them I'm, I'm in the market for one. I'll give them, I'll give them 50, bucks. Right away. 50 bucks. But, uh, yeah, that that's another one where the, the school, I mean, they're still trying to feed these kids, you know, lunches at certain schools, not every school, because uh, certain schools were picked to be, either drop-off areas or pick-up areas where you can get your sandwich or your lunch or your breakfast. And it just really shows how dependent those young kids have become on the St. Paul School District with all these programs. I mean, now that there's nothing, now they're scrambling to make sure all these kids that are fed twice a day are still being fed because they're not at home. So it's, I mean, it's a good situation and it's a bad situation that they've created this monster but even though they're still trying to feed kids. I've got one one last question. Uh, how is your always tenuous hold on uh, on uh, sobriety going? Uh, how's that going there, uh, uh, Otis? What time is it? What time is it? We are, I'm into St. Patrick's Day. It is 12.38 as we record this. So, so far on St. Patrick's Day, I am 12 hours and 38 minutes and 27 seconds into sobriety. Well, you're okay. doing well. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. You know what he's saying to you, Kenny? Yeah. Don't sass. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. sass. Don't as sass. I the, as I sit in the garage here, though, I do see one, two, three, four, five Guinness oh. and, a, and a Kona. Well, uh, big wave. Take care of those, would you? Yeah, I will do that. All if, right. Matthew doesn't, if Matthew doesn't get me started on the brandy, I'll just stick to beer. We'll see. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I will. Uh, I will put in for this uh, this day on my time card. I think you I'll should. You guys, yeah. <laughs> I think you tomorrow. should. I know I would. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. you. See you, bro. All right. See you, bro. You know what this country is going to face? Oh, let me start over. A giant alcohol problem? No. <laughs> the, the liquor stores are going to just make out like crazy with the bars closed. Well, during our last break, I uh, actually exchanged uh, phone messages with our buddy Ryan that owns Elevated. Yeah. Um, it's been a good, it's been a good month. Warren Buffett has a great saying about the stock market. It's a mechanism by which funds are transferred between the patient and the impatient. And it's a really great way to look at it. But speaking of patience, I think one of the biggest challenges we're, we're going to face as a culture is that we're an impatient people. Uh, As soon as yes, as, as recently as yesterday,
whatever CNN fellow happened to be on had a guest, and and the CNN guy said, "How soon will this be over?" Yeah, I think we watched the same press conference. Yeah. I, I was watching that. How too. soon will it be over? We, no, he said, "How soon will we return to normal?" Right. We haven't hit abnormal yet. Yeah. Right. And I think the greatest challenge, I, I'll just speak personally, because I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not, but I'm kind of a creature of routine. Yep, yeah, you yeah, are. I really yeah. am kind of a creature of routine. That's, and that, I do love that we're getting the patient's speech from Mr. Impatient. Right. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's not that I'm impatient. I just want to hurry up. I think there's a <laughs> huge difference. There's there. a big difference, Kenny. There's a, there's a big right. difference. Right. But we're going to really, no, seriously, uh, we're going to be facing patient Patience challenges. I think we already are. Yeah. Well, I really do. The banks are going to have to be the most patient of all because I watched that that piece yesterday, and as horrible as this sounds, what occurred to me is money is going to be obsolete in the next couple of months because nobody's going to have anything. Nobody's going to have any money. Nobody's going to be able to pay their car payment or their mortgage or, or anything. Well, I mean, there's this, talk. There's talk. This is going to be awful. There's talk of the government sending everyone a thousand dollar check. I, yeah, I, 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 I've seen better ideas expressed. For example, uh, why not why not take a stimulus package amount of money, eight hundred million or whatever it is, eight hundred billion, and hire all displaced workers in the country to build hospitals. WPA. Yeah, kind of a WPA thing. Don't send me a check for a grand. Hire somebody who just got laid off and have them participate in building these uh, temporary hospitals, which we have been told we will need. I right. hope that's an overreaction. I don't know. Right. I or don't know. I got a better idea. Why don't we go with Brian Williams and have Bloomberg spend that $500 million on campaign funds? You could give a million and to give everybody. give a million dollars to so, everyone. Yeah. We'd be good. What do, you think, what do you think of Emmer uh, voting against this virus bill then? I was surprised. Read that if you want. What was his rationale? Well, his r rationale is because nobody, we didn't have time to read the whole thing out, and we're not fully aware of what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, and that is really the only explanation he gave. There, there, the quote is, there was no time to analyze the full impact of this legislation on Main Street businesses, he said. Perhaps worst of all, uh, it's at a time when spending is out of control. Nobody even bothered to calculate the cost of these measures. Mm -hmm. But he was the only guy. Yeah, he's been roundly criticized for it. Yeah, We're going to face patience problems, and we're going to face behavior problems. And that's what will end up defining us through the duration of this, yeah. mm -hmm. how you behave to your fellow human. Well, what did you think of the governor's speech? I thought, I thought, I thought, he, I thought he was great. He's really good, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Uh, he, when the cameras and the mics are on, he's really good. And I hadn't really developed an opinion on him because he's to me he's like you know, he's just a typical Democrat spewing right. nonsense. But uh, I, I'm pretty much behind everything he said last night. And his sign language interpreter, I believe, today is undergoing rotator cuff surgery. Man, that was <laughs> that's so distracting. She went for two hours like this. Well, yeah. Hey, you buddy, you Yeah. It was. Uh, I'm not uh, it mimicking. Was some speed I'm not. Uh, I'm not minimizing health uh, hearing loss. I'm no. just saying her her arms were in constant motion for at least an hour and a it half. It was an acrobatic workout. Is oh what my it was. word! I could just hear the. I could hear the labrum tearing, <laughs> and, and the and the, the rotator the rotator spinning <laughs> apart. And having been there, I know how that feels. Right. <laughs> Patience, 
respect, resolve. Should we worry about crime? Yeah. An uptick uh, in crime? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean a significant uptick in Fleet crime. Fleet Farm and, and maybe DK Mags, too. They can't keep the ammo on the shelves. I'm trying to figure out why there is such a run on guns, and we talked about this a little bit before the broadcast. And I thought it was, you know, my narrow-minded way of thinking about it was that it's because people are uh, afraid of a war or, you know, something significant. But you brought up crime. And and if this gets worse and people are truly, absolutely broke, we might see an an uptick. Personally, I think what's going to happen is a lot of the, you know, we saw an entire industry shut down in the service industry. A lot of these people are going to get desperate. Well, do you really think the typical uh, barmaid is going to go hold no, 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 up no. some house? Not at all. Not at all. They'll try to go find work. But I'm just saying there are going to be others that might rely on the service industry dollar that might be now losing funds. Mm-hmm. Oh. Are you following my path? Yeah. I think I am. Drug yeah. dealers? I didn't say that. You did. No, I'm not saying it. Well, I just said it. I think that uh, I'm, not, I'm not allowing myself to go there yet. I don't, I don't see civil war. I hope I, not. I hope that. I'm wrong. I so, really do. Speaking of that, I called our guys at DK Mags this morning just to see how everybody was doing and get a little bit of update because I was curious about that, that issue and a few others. Uh, I was told everything is swell. They're limiting, actually, and I like this idea, they're limiting the amount of customers in the store at one time. And, of course, everything in the building, and I mean everything, is constantly being wiped down and sanitized to keep everybody healthy. Uh, but everybody on the staff so far healthy and happy up there at DKMags.com. So the business, it's going to remain open in the foreseeable future. And, oh, my, like we talked about, business is booming. If you're locked down right now in your home, be sure to check out the website, DKMags.com, because it has a ton of information and firearms. And don't forget... And I really, really love this. DK Mags is also proud to offer our military veterans and law enforcement officers another 5% discount on most items, including firearms. So while you're thinking about DK Mags, also keep in mind they have got another location right up in Monticello called Monticello Pond and Gun. We're proud to call them GL family members. They're DKMags.com. And they'd be the first to tell you, relax. Oh, yeah. Calm down. Yeah, no, when I talked to Dave, he was like, yeah, everybody needs to chill. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's another reason why I brought up what I brought up earlier. I wish you hadn't, but well, you did. But, and here's why, because I read this piece from Alpha News, and the governor did allude to this a little bit yesterday in his press conference. Yeah. Minnesota jails could soon be releasing inmates amid concerns over how the COVID-19 outbreak may affect Court schedules and the disease's potential to spread in captive populations. Well, they're not letting out John Dillinger. I know they're not, but that's still a concern. They're talking about letting out people who are in jail for minor offenses? Nonviolent offenders. Do we even put people in jail anymore for minor offenses? I don't know. I thought we're trending away from that. But that should be concerning, is my only point. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to be concerned. Very happy to be concerned. All right. But you know as well as I do... Depending how long this lasts, the only answer is going to be how we behave. Yep, I agree with that. We should get Hyde on the phone. What do you think he's doing? I, I'm seeing him sitting in his boxers playing a guitar. Probably right playing or writing a coronavirus song. With the bells too hard out on the bookshelf behind yeah. him. You've talked to him once today. Already, yeah, he did you? his Mancetti's ad. Well, let's 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 uh, take a break and give him a ring. Okay, yeah. sounds All good. Right. Let's find out. 
Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. What are you up to, Johnny Height? I'm, uh, I was just sitting here talking to my kid. He yeah. gave the thumbs up when he heard that music you were playing coming in. Yeah. Are you writing a coronavirus song? Uh, I, I wrote one for yesterday, and now I threw it away because it won't be applicable until, you know, who knows when. Yeah. I think you made it applicable. What, what Johnny? What, Johnny? Applic- applicable. Applicable. Yeah. Applicable. You're Thank even you. getting ripped when you're not even doing the news, aren't you? <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> Sitting at home at my kitchen table, I'm getting ripped. Yeah. We, we, uh, Kenny pictured you in your boxer shorts with a uh, cold one going, and you were just strumming your guitar. Well, I just uh, washed out my Guinness glass because I have to have some Guinness today, and that's as far as I've gotten with that. So, Well, it is St. Patrick's Day, but a much quieter one, Johnny. Much. I did notice uh, you guys posted a thing on Twitter. Are you uncomfortable sitting off to the side of where you usually sit? John, or? I just answered your question, and he is, and I'm not kidding you, he's the calmest I have ever seen oh, him. It's well, truly good. weird. There was no yelling beforehand. He didn't make fun of Reavers stuffing in a sandwich in his face all, <laughs> all at once. Uh, he's For some reason, he's been really nice to me. Uh, this is, it's, it's, really it won't weird. last. Okay. Right. <laughs> I just, I want the old Joe back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this I one's said, making the, me nervous. Didn't I say the whole key to this is how we're going to behave? Exactly. You did. Yeah. And, and you're proving it with your own act. Thank you, John. Yeah. Yes. How we're going to behave. Uh, <laughs> you're staying close to home. You're, are you, uh, do you consider yourself self-quarantined? Uh, I guess. I mean, I've, I've been out a couple times. I haven't been mingling among people, but mm-hmm. yeah. How's Dill feeling? Uh, bored. But, but I mean, health-wise. Yeah, we're worried about he was in oh, Seattle. Still, still's fine, yeah. He's, we, uh, uh, you he's say fine. that, but you don't know. He's, well, it's been, it hasn't been 14 days yet, so who knows? Have you yeah. taken his temperature? <laughs> we have. His temp's fine, so is mine. Huh. Uh, did you do it old school? <laughs> no. No. No, I didn't. Tell him no. to assume the position. I think that's among the products that people have hoarded. Or you can't, uh, according to CP, you can't find a thermometer. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she got that Amazon Prime. She'll find something. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, you've got a case of them on the way. We got a case coming. <laughs> We're not buying cases of anything. So, do you, do you forego your normal routine? Like, if you were going to come in for the podcast, you're going through papers and news right away in the morning. Uh, did you do that today or yesterday? I did. I did do that both days. And uh, what did you uh, see this morning? What, what did you see yeah. this morning that caught your eye that you would have probably brought up? Any, um, well, I I wanted to catch what they're they were going to do for because I watched the governor yesterday, but somehow I missed what they were going to do for employees of restaurants. So that that was the first thing I turned to today in the paper. Aid, aid and then, package, do, yeah. Do you read the uh, sports page, Kenny? Normally, uh, I, I page. I just read the wild story. That's the only thing I four read. pages. Four pages. When's the last time a sports page was only four pages? Yeah, but over the weekend they were they were longer than usual. Yeah, and there was no sports. Well, that was because of Sid. I my paper did not have that special issue in it. The Sid issue, the, the Sid, Sid edition. Issue. Really? Yeah. Do you ha- do you yes. still have yours, John? Um, I might actually have it here, Joe. Oh, good. I'd I like have, to see it. They it's honestly in my recycling bin. They did a spectacular job. Yeah, the, my paper uh, didn't have that. The middle part. Well, Royce's piece was fantastic, but the middle yeah. piece was the the, the cartoon illustration of of him being at all of the venues in the city. It was. Really well done. He was a he got big play yesterday in the Chicago Tribune. Really, yeah, the honoring of a legend. Well, no yeah. kidding. Have yeah. you 
Have you seen the YouTube uh, tribute with all the, yeah. the various stars paying tribute to him? I haven't. Uh, sports stars, athletes, yeah. announcers, newspaper writers, you know. I got news for you. Uh, People, we won't be here, but in 100 years from now, you'll be doing that again for him. Right. He has no intention of leaving. The only two people that are going to survive this world are Sid and Keith Richards. That's it. I have no idea what the hell. You're right. That's absolutely correct. Hey, horse's ass. I spell music. I got a K or two C's. The story that people were wanted me to tell, uh, they were mentioning it on Twitter, was the one time... uh, at a Super Bowl in Miami. And uh, to be uncharitable, uh, many of us were trying to go out to dinner without Sid. Uh, <laughs> but he, he found us. And it's a good thing he did because he got us into Joe's, the original Crab House, the original Joe's down in South mm-hmm. Beach. And uh, so we're in the car. And he's in the front seat of the cab, and there's three of us in the back seat. And we're going down whatever that street is in Miami Beach, Collins Avenue maybe. And he keeps pure, we're southbound. And he keeps peering between the hotels and catching glimpses of the ocean. And I I had been with him so much that I could see that he was ruminating. He was going to issue a tremendous proclamation. So I nudged nudged the guys in the back, one of whom was Jim Hawkins from Detroit. I said, you know, he's going to say something, and you're going to remember it the rest of your life. So just pay attention. And he keeps looking, and he keeps looking. And then he turned around, and I said, here it comes. He said, you know what? These hotels really be screwed without that ocean there. <laughs> and then you ran into Hawkins years later. Then years, years later, I'm in the auxiliary press box for the for the uh, Atlanta Twins World Series, and uh, I see Hawk, and I tap him on the shoulder, and I said, uh, "You see that field there?" And he turns to me and he said, "Yeah, this team would really be screwed without that field." I said, "I told you, remember that the rest of your life." Pat had a great all timer yesterday. He said, "This was yesterday." Royce tweeted. Sid's 100th birthday has been properly celebrated. Time to move on. I've known him for 56-plus yeah. years, and Sid gets embarrassed by too much attention and praise. <laughs> Those statues, plaques, Hall of Fames, no coincidence, H is the first letter of Hartman and humility. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of Royce, we're going to send him up to visit you. He's uh, he's getting a little antsy. I need something to do. He said, this isn't working. <laughs> oh, I would like to be a fly on that wall for yeah. an hour. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll be in touch, Johnny. Sounds good. All right. You know, regular life does go on. I have two stories that aren't coronavirus-related. Okay. They both involve members of the squad. Oh. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen them mentioned uh, in a, over a week. Representative Rashida Tlaib, Democrat Michigan, declined, or decided, decided to endorse an explicit explicit insult against the National Prayer Day. Decided to endorse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that kid huh. named David Hogg, who has become an anti, uh, he's a vocal gun control activist. I believe he was par- a survivor of the Parkland High School shooting. Okay. David Hogg, a young guy. Uh, he uh, tweeted out, don't let this administration address COVID-19 like our national gun violence epidemic and then he used the profanity, the F word, uh, bleep a national day of prayer. We need immediate comprehensive action. And then uh, Rashida Tlaib retweeted the same thing. Don't let this administration address COVID-19 like our national gun violence epidemic. Bleep a national day of prayer. We need immediate comprehensive action. 
Oof. Very stylish of these people. Wow. Very stylish. Uh, it's crass and well, moronic and stupid. And aren't, aren't uh, they conflating uh, gun violence with a virus violence? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What? What? What the mm-hmm. hell? Uh, I, I can't. Uh, I don't. And then, are you aware of the uh, uh, latest story regarding uh, Ilhan Omar? The last I heard is she married the guy that she wasn't having an affair with. And that that's the last news I've heard. This is the Daily Mail in the UK, and they consider it an exclusive Somali man who confirmed that Ilhan Omar married her brother, says he is living in fear after a friend of the congresswoman posted a threatening YouTube video urging Somali Americans to attack him. Oh, wow. Wheelchair-bound Abdi Hakim Osman came forward last month to confirm to DailyMail.com that Ilhan Omar married her own brother. A woman close to Omar has posted a YouTube video packed with degrading insults about Osman. Malyan Ali pressed members of her Somali-American clan to go after him. Why are you not protecting us from this nasty man who is composed only of a head and a stomach, she said. What? Osman has a big bell, small udder, a pillar-like head, she added, and mocked his disability, which was caused by contracting polio as a child in Somalia. No, you don't do that. Why don't you stop this crippled dog, she asked. What? Osmond has made a complaint to the Minneapolis police. Apparently, you're never going to read a word about this in the local news gathering institutions. Of course you won't. No, of course I, you won't. I keep waiting for that editorial from the Strib, and uh, I, I don't think I'll ever see it. Osmond has made a complaint to the police in Minneapolis and repeatedly demanded that YouTube take down the offending video, which was met with silence from YouTube met with silence from the YouTube until it finally removed it on March 10th. Uh, in the video, the woman, Malyun Ali, asked members of Omar's Majirteen clan, what is wrong with you, written in Somali language and translated uh, of a special African languages at the university, why are you not protecting us from this nasty man? And then it goes on to say, let's let's get the guy, let's, let's threaten him. And... Uh, I guess we're not going to read that in the local press, although you would think the reporters who go over the uh, the police uh, reports every day might have taken note of that. That's amazing. Might have taken note of that. Speaking of how we'll behave, wow. we'll be perceived, what you were talking about earlier. But, yeah, this won't get reported at all. Mm-hmm. What a shame. Well, what's it going to take with her for these newspapers to open up their eyes? And what are they? how are they benefiting by ignoring this? It's not in their best interest to ignore. Them. Yes, access. Look, she she provides them no access. Didn't she do a sit down? With the them? only she did maybe a, once. She did a sit down with was it Esme? Esme Murphy. And oh yeah. She lied right to Esme's face. Right, right. She's not terribly active in uh, in comforting her uh, fifth congressional district either during this time of a a virus well, Joe, contamination. She's busy. I'm I mean, she's sure she's busy. tied up. Uh, say. Uh, Let's take a break, and when we return, let's uh, touch a base with the restaurant industry and talk to Todd DuPont, the owner of 30 Bales. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Okay, listen here. Are you stuck inside staring out the window looking at your battered and beat-up lawn? 
Calm down. I've got good news for you there, Bummer Dan. The, the best line. I've been waiting to use that all day, Bummer Dan. I just love Okay, that. Boomer. <laughs> yeah. The best line on the block. It's a click away. Professionalturf.com. Have one of the professionalturf.com lawn technicians stop out, analyze your lawn, and create a three- to five-step program that's going to keep your lawn free of weeds, crabgrass, and dandelions all season long. All you have to do is mow and water. I've been a customer of these guys for years, and I've got, seriously, I'm not lying to you, I've got the best yard in Minneapolis, period. Boom, done. They're locally owned, professionalturf.com. They've been serving us here in the Twin Cities since 82. 37 years, is that right? That math, Such 82, 37? I'm not allowed. Uh, 37 years of luscious and lovely lawns. It's guaranteed results, and you'll have the best lawn on the block. It's just a click away at professionalturf.com. Uh, and one of my neighbors, is he on the line right now? Yes, he is. Todd from, Todd from 30 Bales is on the line, and I love this. Todd, your appearance is brought to us by professionalturf.com. How about that? <laughs> one, one sponsor. <laughs> That's wonderful. Plugging another sponsor. It's awesome. That's how Hi, we Todd. do. <laughs> Todd DuPont uh, of 30 Bales. Uh, Todd, when do you have to close the door? Well, to the general public for seating, we got to lock her up at uh, 5 o'clock tonight. Okay. And what is this doing to your life? What do you, what do you see playing out? Um, turmoil, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only other thing that comes anywhere close to this was 9-11. Mm-hmm. I think for all of us where we're kind of, kind of all looking around going, uh, what do we do now? And this is all new for everyone. This is, to my knowledge, has never happened in the United States. Um, and shutting down most of our places that we con- conjugate at is, um, you know, it's all new to everybody. And we're all trying to make plans. One, we're trying to survive. And I think that's probably the biggest thing for most small business owners that have been affected by this is, how in the world do we survive this? Um, we, we still have to pay our staff if we can. We still are supposed to pay rent if we can. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to pay our, you know, a lot of us have terms with our vendors. We're supposed to pay those if we can. And without having zero cash flow coming in, um, there's a lot of question as to, uh, you know, how in the world are, are we going to make it, whether it be two weeks or two months? Are you going to provide uh, curbside service? Uh, we currently are planning on that, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to do a curbside. Um, but uh, if uh, if today's lunch is any indication, uh, we're going to need to get the word out really, really well via um, hopefully you guys and social media and uh, really think out of the box uh, more than we ever have in our lives to uh, try to bring people to the curb and – Come and pick some food up. Was lunch so, slow today? I had a table, Joe. One table. Oh, boy. One table. Mm-hmm. Well, people are, uh, uh, as bad as it is for you, that's how we have to act. Absolutely. Right. We just have Absolutely. to. Yeah. One table. That's amazing. People are really following instructions. Todd, obviously the word, you know, it's, it, it's tough to find someone that doesn't know what's going on with the service industry. You guys right there amongst, what, what can people do? To help support you to keep you guys uh, keep you guys afloat, I think some of the things that uh, me and my other restaurant owners and small business owners that are affected by this have talked about, and things that we're doing and putting in place here uh, full steam ahead is, you know, we're going to offer gift certificates, gift cards that uh, by tomorrow you should be able to buy on our website, and Perfect. we're going to give you a little bonus 
for buying those gift cards. You know, if you buy a hundred bucks, we're going to give you a, a free $20 one. Uh, and we're going to respectfully request that maybe you use that after June, you know, so mm-hmm. we don't get clobbered after we open back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to, um, we're trying to work with other resources in, in the community. Uh, we have some other marketing people who are on their own have called us and said, how can I help? And gift cards is one. Selling on the curb is another. If you have a catering that you want done, we're all able to do that, and we absolutely can do that. You know, we can make the food in the restaurant. We can bring it to you. If you're having a, a social gathering, if you're no less than 10, no more than 10 people, um, yeah. you know, if you're doing those types of things, if you're going to feed your what's left of your staff at the office, you know, give us a call. We'll provide some sandwiches or whatever. How many Those employees? How that, many employees do you have? Uh, with all of our endeavors, we're probably close to seventy, seventy-five. Okay, seventy-five uh, employees. How many restaurants do you think there are in the Twin Cities metropolitan area? Oh my God, I don't even know, Joe. Um, 200, 300? I don't probably know. Probably more than that. But just think probably of these people. That. These are these are the people on the front lines of being uh, uh, most in a quandary right now. And, and I, I, I feel so bad for most of these folks. And I think one of the things that, you know, as we're going through this, maybe the governor really hasn't quite thought of, you know, I would say probably 40 to 50 percent of our staff working in a restaurant is their side job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they need the side job to actually survive. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if they're going to be allowed to, how much unemployment they're going to be allowed to collect yeah. if they have another job. But they can't make it without the side job. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that's, that's really concerning for all those staff. I, I, you know, I have single parents that were their only source of income. And, you know, when they're in a tipped position, you don't get tips when you're on unemployment. You know, and Todd, one you know, of the things that I mentioned um, earlier in the broadcast before we had you on is the fact that, you know, I've spent on and off nearly half, over half of my life working in the service industry part-time. And I know these people. You know, these are... It takes us, and you and I have talked about this uh, off the record before, but you really have to have a different kind of mindset to work in the service industry because when you get inundated with a rush of people, not everybody can handle a situation like that, and you still have to remain calm, you still have to cater to to, to the customer, and those are some of the most strong-willed people that I've ever encountered in my entire life that work in the service industry. Oh, very true, very true. And, you know, I think some of the emotions that we saw from some of the staff this morning, they were raw. I mean, they, you know, glassy-eyed, what am I going to do next? I don't know how I'm going to feed my family this week, next week. And, you know, I'm a father of three. I'm 52 years old, and I feel for these folks in the worst way. How long long have you been in the restaurant business? I started when I was 16, Joe. Really? Yeah, it's the only it's the only job I've ever had. And as you've pointed out, you've never seen anything like this. No, nothing no. like this. Are you nothing like this? Are, are you do? Are you part of the whole DoorDash Bite Squad thing? And can we currently that, are are do, not. Uh, do, do you their think that can be structure is pretty rough. Okay. All right. That doesn't mean they're making some changes currently that are we're looking at that. Um, rather vigorously right now to see if that is something that makes economic sense just to get some cash in the till. Yep. 
Yeah, I wonder. Of course, I don't know anything about it, but I wonder if you could just could you? I guess the question is, could you start delivering to say Hopkins and Minnetonka and that area or not? Is that feasible? Uh, Tom and I could. Uh, you always run into that insurance problem that a yeah. lot of people don't think about. Right. If you're using private vehicles and they get into a car crash, right? It's it's actually on them. <laughs> oh boy. So I don't want to put that on, on any of our staff. Uh, so Tom and I would probably have to do that. And we've done that in the past, and you know, like you know, we get a catering order now, ninety-nine percent of the time, Tom and I are running it. Tom yeah. and I are setting it up. Yeah. So, well, Todd, best of luck. Hang in there. Thank you, sir. Yep. I uh, will do the best that we can, and I'll, we'll talk to you, gentlemen, in the future. All right. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. you thank you. You know, and, and he's a guy that puts his money where his mouth is. Kenny, you were there the one night. He's the owner of the bleeping restaurant. He was washing dishes. Well, both of those two, Such. <laughs> I've been there a number of times, yeah. and both owners are they are in the kitchen. They're bussing. They're washing. They're at the front door. They're behind the bar. They're, they're bar backing. My God, well, that's why the place works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I also feel terribly for the, uh, the health care workers oh, yeah. who are really on the front lines of this thing. And, you know, they're scrambling for masks and ventilators and protective vests and uh, you have it in your home. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a kid I used to have. Uh, they get up every day and they they're facing this every they're the, day. They're the ones running to the scene mm-hmm. of the crime, not mm-hmm. away from it. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can uh, provide another update on that from a kid I used to have. Uh, and Todd made a great point, by the way. Buy those gift cards. But just wait, wait until they've been open for a while. Don't don't swarm, and well, not just thirty bales across the yeah. board. Any of those places. Well, he's distracted, looking at his phone. I can't find it. I, I was can't thinking, find it. How do we talk him into ordering a catering event once oh. a week for us? We can talk. I'm, I'm, I'm listening idea. now. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, so what's your kid say? Yeah, I, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. <laughs> oh, it's too long of a string. Got We're going to be back uh, in just a moment. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Souchere Show. Just Stephen C. I had to do it one more Isn't time. Wonderful, because it's just beautiful. You know, you got to eat, right? Mm-hmm. Just talk to Todd. Got to eat. Spencer Grunhofer's there for you. Grunhofer's old fashioned meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. I'm gonna hoard brats. He better stay open. Well, oh yeah. Under I the think rubric of being groceries, I would imagine he can. Oven-ready, pre-made meatloaf, 14 oh, kinds of summer what? sausage, all the brat steaks, burgers. You know what? Earlier I made reference to cash being obsolete. You right. know what the new cash will be? Meat. Bratwurst. Food. I'll, yeah. I'll trade you a pack of brat for a pack of TP. <laughs> oh, my God. That's genius. Well, there's already gangster videos out there where the car pulls up in the corner oh, and yeah. this rough-looking guy comes up and looks around and says, you got the money? Guy gives him, you know, 100 bucks. He opens his coat, gives him a roll of toilet paper and a... Bottle of hand sanitizer and says, forget you were over here, and he walks away. <laughs> That's not the case at Grunhofer's. They'll take care of you. They always have. It's become the GLers' go-to place for the best meat we've ever enjoyed in our life. And uh, they've got all the fixings if you want to make soup, if you want to do anything. They've got, you know, the soup deal. They have uh, oxtails, beef shanks, pork hocks, fresh and smoked, pork neck bones. And apparently people who know what that means... Uh, can use that to make soup, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I have no idea <laughs> what you do would I. do with an oxtail, but it sounds good if it's in a soup to me. And uh, we're going to be going back to a little home on the prairie days here, making our own soups and yeah. everything. Grunhofer's has everything you need. 
Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on Highway 61 in Hugo. You can't miss it. They have the, uh, the GL sign out front. I might make my meatloaf tonight. I've been waiting for a special occasion. How about St. Patty's Day meatloaf? Yeah, I went through mine already. Yeah. Polished her down. Yeah. Joe, your best beer segment is uh, highly entertaining and insightful into what makes a GLer tick. My wife and I ventured into the Boundary Waters over the 4th of July weekend a few years ago for a week-long canoe trip spanning six lakes in the accompanying portages. Day one, we launched into Homer Lake shortly after sunrise in a cold, light rain. The rain subsided on day two, and the rest of the trip was perfect weather. We managed to enjoy an uninterrupted stretch of five and a half days without seeing another human being. However, after a week eating MREs with filtered lake water, oh. we were ready to head back home. <laughs> we stopped in two harbors to eat lunch on the patio of a restaurant there. We each placed an order for a beer. The waitress brought us our beers in ice-covered mugs, a beer that we enjoyed together, still dusty from the trip, there on the patio in the hot July sun, reminiscing of all the wildlife and scenery we had just witnessed. Yes, you guessed it, two best friends enjoying their best beer ever. Had we known about Grunhofer's Meats at the time, we would have stopped there on the way back. Now, with the return of patio sitting and grilling weather, we will make the trip. Loyal listener, Lauren. Do you believe that? That is fantastic. Can you imagine a week with the CP in a canoe oh, and in a yeah. tent? And they always talk about how they love each other. What, what is that I'm all not about? buying that. What the hell what is that been, all about? You've been married two days or something? <laughs> What, what the hell? Even dude? better, even better, Kenny. Let's say Joe and the CP make the excursion north. Can you see her going in a c- canoe? How far north do they get before they just turn around? Yeah. Rosedale. <laughs> right. My wife and I, when we actually have to go on vacations together, yeah. we get separate hotel rooms. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. And they're not the connected separate tiny. flights. Yeah. I'll see you there, maybe. Right. I don't understand these people. Joe, upon listening to your comment on Friday's podcast pertaining to you having an old-school mentality about changing motor oil and metal shavings in your oil, I believe what you are thinking of is 30 years ago you had a break-in period on your new engines. Yes. Nowadays, the engines are run and broke in at the manufacturing plants to properly seat the rings. Plus, I believe today's vehicles come with magnetic drain plugs. Still a good call on changing your filter, though. Uh, also, I'm an avid summer angler, and I am on a quest to capture Spoon Lake in a photo. Oh. Please view attachments and let me know if either of them are Spoon Lake. If not, I will keep looking and send you more more photos as I take them. Loyal listener of Garage Logic, Wes from Lonsdale, he sent two beautiful lake pictures. Either one, Wes, could be Spoon Lake. Spoon Lake is where you want it to be in your head, right? Spoon Lake is a... It's it, wherever it makes you the most happy. Right. It's a, it's a place of peace, mm-hmm. uh, which we all need right now, huh? I'll see. All right. Thanks, did, GLers. Did you guys, by the way, you were talking about the hoarding, the delivery. You guys saw the, uh, I forget the GLer, maybe it was Todd. He had the Smokey and the Bandit remake with yes. the Charmin logo on the back of the, the, semi, back of the semi trailer. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. You yeah. missed that one, Joe? I did. I, oh, okay. I, did, I didn't sorry, see that sorry one. About I didn't that. see that one. Hey, you know what? Huh. Visit garagelogic.com. Why don't you? I think so. Check out some of the new Garage Logic gear. Oh, wait, Fratelloni's. Which one are you Can hitting? you still get a pushback t shirt? I believe. I have mine on right now. I believe you can. I have at mine garagelogic.com. on. Garagelogic.com. Pushback. Yes, I'm going to stop at Fratelloni's, see if I can use the restroom. <laughs> 
I might have to do that too in Eden Prairie. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. We'll be back again tomorrow. We know we took yesterday off, but Joe, you already made the uh, the apology. I already apologized. Yeah, you did. So we'll talk to you again tomorrow. We were unavoidably detained. GarageLogic.com.